You'll keep on the sidewalk and you'll keep moving. And don't poke anyone in the eye with those signs. Don't be abusive. Don't disturb the peace. When you do, you violated the rights of others. That's what breaking the law means. You don't have that privilege, nor does anybody else. Now, is that clear? Aerial View with Chris Live. End Times Talk Radio. Friday! 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 760 The pound. You have a podcast. Cool. Oh, yeah, I invented them. All right, son, the party's over. Let's have that grenade. Let him have it, Chris. 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 Let him have it, Ladies and 
gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, the talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. You know, it's not the air. You know what I mean. Must I explain it every time? It's an internet radio show. It's heard all over the world. Why, there are dozens of people listening right now. Okay. A dozen. But thank you. Thank you. I like to think of you as my dirty dozen. Doing a show for a dozen people. It's very intimate. We could say or do anything, really. You could call here, 760-422-5528. And I could pick up the phone. And we can chat. What about that? What about that? 760-422-5528. 760-I call AV. It's Aerial View on the air. Well, you know what I mean. I'm not going to go through this again. Every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, you can also hear right here on thehoundmyc.com. Every Sunday. At uh, 3 p.m. Hound Howl. All times Eastern. And then 5 p.m., crashing the party. Mark and Muir do up Chop Shop of the Air. Uh, our guest tonight, we're doing a swellness check with none other than Keith Hartell returning to the program. And uh, we're going to talk about the murderers in blue. And um, I was in a band back in the uh, 1980s, early 80s, the Nihilistics. I mean, uh, hell, I, I formed the band, co-formed the band with my friend Mike, and named the band. And one of the songs on our LP was Murderers in Blue. And I went back and I read the lyrics of that song. All this stuff started happening. Uh, in the wake of George Floyd. I mean, obviously, this goes way back. Uh, 
before George Floyd, but the indiscriminate murder of people of color who are usually doing nothing or a little to nothing. Certainly uh, not anything that would uh, imply that you should murder them. So uh, it's been, um, it's a very weird time in America right now. Like I, I feel like I say that every week when I do this show. Uh, and every week it's true. And, uh, and every week it's more true. Times just get, uh, just get stranger and weirder and more apocalyptic. And you look around you and go, where is this all headed? Where is this all headed? What are we doing? What's going on? And no answers are forthcoming, of course. But the kind of systemic racism that has been lodged in most police departments in this country since their inception, since the beginning of police, essentially, uh, needs to be rooted out. And things need to change. This is no way for a civilized society to conduct itself. But we are now completely a batshit crazy country that has other countries in the world pitying us. We have been feared, we've been admired, we've been ridiculed, we've been criticized, pitied. Pity America? How dare you? America spread democracy throughout the globe. And then Vladimir Putin decided, ah, who needs that? It's not good for business. And he found himself a ripe dupe, an immoral, incompetent, corrupt criminal, real estate realty star. Born on third base thinking he hit a triple. One of those people. Never earned an honest dollar in his life that he didn't inherit. He failed upwards because he was a brilliant marketer and he marketed his way all the way into the White House. Next thing you know, we've got an immoral, incompetent, corrupt criminal at the helm. And then a pandemic comes. Well, you know the rest, really. You know the rest. Isn't it time to... Get Keith Hartel on the line. I feel like I'm in the Eurovision song contest whenever I hear the fucking Skype jingle. You know that? Yes. The, What's that? Uh, when you when the Skype jingle, there's a Skype jingle. You know, when I dial yes. you, there's a jingle. And when the Skype jingle plays, I feel like I'm in the Eurovision song contest for a moment. Yeah, it's a cute little tune. Yeah. I wish I could swap it out, boy. I would put my own sound in there so fast. You know, something like that. I would put something like that in there, maybe. You know, anything. A kabong for when I'm trying to dial people. Maybe a punch. Something, anything. Then that sound. Listen to me bitching when I have a guest here. Keith Hartel has been on this program more times than uh, anyone else except for me. So, um, thank you for doing that. Thank you for jumping in, with both feet, usually. It is uh, my pleasure. I met Keith back in God knows when, 
I think it was, um, might have been the 1980s even. I'll tell you when it was. It would have been, it must have been like 87 probably. And I believe, I believe the first time I, I ever met you was, I was with uh, Paul Decalator, someone else from Pleased Youth at Maxwell's, maybe going to see Articles of Faith or something. Paul but Decalator. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Oh, he's still dead, yeah. He's still... Okay. I didn't want to prematurely and kill him if he wasn't dead. I'm just saying. I envy I, him. You envy the dead? Well, yeah. What is that I a line from? That's a line from Dr. Strangelove. But, but <laughs> Doctor, wouldn't the living envy the dead? Are you? Yeah. It, I think it is getting mighty, Doctor Strange love around here. It's getting, it's getting very. Uh, things are getting dark and surreal, and but you don't get the oh. feeling that Stanley Kubrick is directing things. So we're kind of fucked, right? I mean, we're kind of fucked, uh, right? Well, I was thinking that because you know, um, you had the um, there was an apocalyptic thing around like 2000, and then also 2012. But I was thinking about how like you had the movies like The Matrix, The Fight Club. And then you had those heroin movies like Jesus' Son and Requiem for a Dream that came out in that peace and prosperity time. And those were very bleak messages. And it seems now that we are actually living in the dystopia for real. Like it's no longer, you know, it's, it's no longer a, a prediction anymore. It's, it's, just, it's just right in front of us. And it just feels like, you know, yeah, they were off a few years on the apocalypse. In the big picture, it's really nothing. You know what I find most interesting about this apocalyptic time that we're living through? Keith Hartel, um, and I will agree with you. We met in 1987. It was like the second year I had been living in New Jersey. Like I moved to New Jersey, I believe it was 1986, and mm -hmm. and then uh, we met shortly after. So that's 33 goddamn years. Were yeah. either one of us supposed to even make it this far? I I, I would be I I'd be willing to bet, you know, the money was on not making it this far, and we made it this far. We're gonna make it through this you and i and then we're going to go piss on his grave together that's what my hope that's my vision for the future don't take away my dream keith artell okay all right but the the most interesting thing about this moment for me is the way some people carry on as if it's business as usual and like i watched a little bit of uh trump had this american workforce meeting today which is helmed by guess who runs the american workforce committee I, I honestly don't know. If you were to guess who runs the American Workforce Committee, who do you think it might be? It's either oh, it's man. one of either two people. So you you got oh, 50 oh, it's one of his kids? Is it Junior? No. Oh, so close. It's Ivanka. Okay. Ivanka well, Trump. Guess, yeah. So. <laughs> she runs the American Workforce Committee. And you know what they just did today? They signed into law via executive order. That they signed into law the um, Skills Act, which apparently, because the U the federal government is the largest employment agency in the country and employs a lot of people, what this act says and what it will do is it will eliminate this idea of like when people apply for a job, they need to have a college degree, right? They need to have some kind of degree or show that they've been to a school. So, like, right. you could be. You could be a high school graduate now and apply for a government job. That's that's what this thing was. The American Workforce announced today at their American Workforce Committee meeting 
which I watched the nauseating 15 minutes of on Fox Business. <laughs> and uh, why did I watch 15 minutes, Keith Hartel? Is that what you wanted to ask me? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's funny you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch people lick his ass, and I was not disappointed. Like, one after another of these people stepped up, stuck out their tongue, and ran it up his ass crack, praising him as a brilliant leader and and just the greatest thing to ever happen to America. From Larry Kudlow to... You name Wil- Wilbur Ross. Is that that guy's name? It, oh, it's my the name God. of a guy. Oh, to listen to him speak is fascinating. He's like, Mr. President, I would say that the room you And then uh, at the end of it, Donald took out his magic marker. And he made that really dramatic signature with all the tall letters in it. And then he held it up for everybody to say, they mentioned the same truck driver three times. This guy, Tony something, Bauer or Browser or Bowser. I don't know. Who uh, couldn't pay for a new engine in his rig. And he went and took a course to learn how to code. And now he's feeding his family as a coder. And uh, this is what we're going to do with all these poor bastards who lost their jobs because of the corona, Mr. President. And you'll see... We'll be back up on top again like we were last year. Yeah. You think they could do it in four months, though? Is that That's the question. Can he? Because this is a major part of him trying to sell to people the idea that he is he's going to generate jobs because now he's going to open the federal government positions to those who, who don't have a college degree. All these jobs they were previously held out of, now they, they're not going to require a college degree. Go ahead, high school graduate. Apply for that job. I mean, well, I... You know what's... <laughs> what? Go ahead. It's, it's funny. I was listening to a comedian I enjoy a lot, um, a fellow named Tim Dillon, and he was doing this thing where he was saying that what we need now is a scam. That's what America's built on, and, and that's what will get us through it. And this sounds like what he was talking about. It sounds like a good scam, and it does sound like something where they'll be able to show some numbers and you know make a case that he did something um same way as like the, the stock market seems mysteriously not falling the way it should it's it's all you know there's a real smoke and mirrors thing and um i mean i don't expect him to really solve anything but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he can pull some shit that makes it him able to say he did something well, he mentioned he made sure his, his people, not himself, mentioned truck drivers several times. So yeah, he may be sewing up the truck driver vote. I, I spoke to those people for a solid dozen years, and I think I know something about them. And boy, do they love him! They still love yeah. him. I still get into it on Facebook with truck drivers who are like vestigially attached to me somehow as I move through social media, and every once in a while. They'll take issue with something I say, which I think is totally sensible. And it turns out I'm some flaming liberal leftist who wants to destroy the country. And they'll take issue with something and I'll be in a conversation with somebody who thinks this guy is the greatest thing that ever happened to America. And at that point, I check out Keith Hartel. At that point, I'm like... We're not having the same conversation about the same thing. Like, you're talking about one thing, 
and I'm talking about another, and we're never going to agree, are we? I mean, this is not a case of ever, oh. ever getting past these divisions that have been carefully plotted and sown by Rupert Murdoch and uh, all of his employees on down. Yeah. Roger Ailes, is that the name I was trying to think of? Roger Ailes, yeah. Roger That's the Fox guy, yeah. Well, yeah. Rupert Murdoch owned Fox and Roger Ailes ran it, so there you right, go. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, it's, I, I think uh, we have spent so many years uh, priming people. This is something I heard the other day, and I agree with it. And see if you agree with it. But the Republicans couldn't win on the merits of their case with, like, working-class people, right, is the first yes. part of the theory. <clears throat> so... And um, and and what they what they what they went on and did so that they could win is they set up an alternate system. They set up their own schools. They set up their own think tanks. They set up their own media arm to pump out this message. This message that they wanted to get out there and to win over people with, on messaging while continuing to act in a way that wouldn't necessarily reflect the best economic interests of these people whose vote they uh, they want. That's the theory. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you buy I that? I agree with that. You agree, you agree with all of it? Is there any of it you, you disagree with, or does it all sound oh, like what I, happened? I would append this. I would say the Democratic Party pretends like it wants to do different than the Republican Party and really does not, you know, on the on the broader level. What do you mean when it comes to women? You mean broads? No, when, you're not supposed to when, say that anymore. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I slip up sometimes. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm old school. Level. All right, but all right. you know, um, economically, you know, um, you, if you look at the stuff like the the stimulus packages that they all rubber stamp, they they approve all of Trump's budgets, and it's not just Trump; it goes back. They you know they all voted for the fucking Iraq War, except for Bernie. Right. So it's it's like really the things of substance is the Republicans like appeal to this like you know that the white evangelical don't like abortions and you know aspirational rich people are better people attitude and the democrats pretend to care about the other people but it you know i i feel like, like that's talk. i but do you, would you agree or disagree that that may be changing that now the party is being superseded by this other thing entirely whatever's happening now in the country has grabbed the moral voice, and the Democrats always posited themselves as the party of true morality, while the Republicans were telling you they were moral and acting in immoral ways that Democrats were acting in moral ways. Maybe they were acting as if this constituency uh, had, was guaranteed to vote Democratic, and they took that vote for granted, thereby leading to this totally ignoring the gutting of the middle class and the working class and not responding to it in a way that would have helped reduce economic inequality in this country and bring about some kind of justice racially, however else you want to express it. And they dropped that fucking ball how many times? Do you think... Well, they're trying to drop it really they're really trying to keep dropping it and if you look at i mean you were following the uh elliot angle jamal bowman upset election and you know, i know those Hillary, names but tell me fill in the fill in the blanks elliot, it's 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 the joe crowley um aoc thing all over again so you had like a establishment guy who's a big like israel supporter big like 
you know, just bullshit corporate Democrat guy. And he was, um, he's been in the Congress for like 100 years or some shit. And, you know, it's, it's a district next to AOC. So it's like in the Bronx or near the Bronx. But um, what happened was he was even like offended that he was being challenged by, and it was a, it's a um, black, I think, uh, high school teacher or principal, I think. But, um, and the thing was, they were um, outspending the school teacher uh, four to one, and he won. And before he won, Hillary Clinton, her first endorsement of the season, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Andrew Cuomo all fucking endorsed the guy with great energy. And the people said no. Now, meanwhile, in Kentucky, where it's Amy McGrath and uh, Charlie Booker, he's being outspent 42 to 1, and they're neck and neck. And Amy McGrath, they, they tried to sue to not count mail-in votes. So what does that tell you about the Democratic Party? Like, and, you know, the last time I expressed any hope in this way was in January. But I, so I, there's, a, there's signs. But I said, you know, look, I, I agree with you in principle that um, there is corruption in both parties. But I, I think where I um, I mean, I, I maybe you do, too. I tend to think uh, the Democrats are still your better choice. It's not a total ass fucking. And so, you know, if you want just the partial ass fucking, I guess that that really should be their slogan. Vote for us. It's a partial ass fucking. But I mean, maybe I'm looking at it through the wrong end of the scope. What do you what do you think, Keith Artell? It's it's a matter of how you frame it, because, I mean, we would both agree on that. I framed it um, as an ass fucking. So I guess that matters. Yeah. 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 Um, but. You know, I mean, because I would say, no, the Democrats are absolutely a total ass fucking, but the Republicans are actually trying to kill you. So, but it's, you see where, Wait, are you know, they're trying to kill you, you while they're it. ass fucking you or, or, or what? Or oh, yeah, separately? Yeah, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's ass fucking. The right. works. Yeah. Wow. By the way, I'll acknowledge there's some people who like ass fucking. So it's not like when I say ass fucking, I'm disparaging ass fucking. I'm just saying. You mean involuntary. You mean rape. You're talking about uh, rape. Yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. Maybe that's the distinction with the difference. Thank you for, for uh, pointing that out. But uh, where the hell is this all going is what I want to know. Because I see this shit careening off a cliff. I mean, I think we're in for a real bad time. And, uh, and I, I feel like, you know, the exuberance of the stock market, maybe it's irrational. What they, what, what's, What's-his-face dubbed is irrational exuberance. And... Uh, and the stock market may not know because they got to keep this thing afloat somehow. This is like a Ponzi scheme. They can't yes. stop believing in it because then it would collapse, you know, and and currency and, and money is what we agree it is. That's all it is. It's an agreement between people represented by uh, used to be pieces of paper. Now, I don't know what the hell it is. Zeros and ones, whatever it might be. But yeah. uh, well, look what they did with the stimulus money. I mean, that, that they, says it. And that's, Mnuchin's that's not going to tell market. you what he did with the stimulus money. He doesn't have to tell you. He doesn't exactly. have to show you any stinking badges. But that where it's going was a bipartisan decision. They, the Democrats signed off on it. And and they don't even talk about why it's fucked up. I mean, certain ones do. But those are the ones that they say are trying to, you know, whatever, socialists or whatever. 
um, talk about it. But those are the ones they're trying to stop actively. I don't know. I don't think the young people are going to stand for this much longer. What do you think? The young well, people whose future it is. It's it's hard to say because, I mean, there's hope. Like, it, it's it's a matter of, like, what happens, you know, you could, you could see a way. Like, if, if this Charlie Booker could beat Amy McGrath and then he goes on to beat Mitch McConnell and then Joe Biden wins um, and then there's some other, you know, there's also the Jamal Bowman of uh, the Bronx and there's some other people like that winning elections. So there, there is like a gradual, like a generational thing I could see happening. But I, I, I said that last time is like all the good stuff, except for, you know, old Bernie, but all, all the good stuff is, is the youngest people as far as, uh, you know, um, progress for the future and um, turning the ship around or trying to, you know, trying to make things more fair, trying to make people have health care and I would say trying to, uh, you know, pull us out of this dive too. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. it's, I think this is now uh, we have to pull out of this dive. We're headed for the ground, baby. You want to crash? You want to burn? And even if we pull out of this dive, there are some very smart people. Some people say, yeah, uh, that um, it's, it, it could mean the decline of America around the world, and China steps into that space, that vacuum. Yeah, and they make everybody yeah. like them. Meanwhile, they're creating concentration camps for people whose only crime is being Muslim, and Trump is encouraging it, saying sounds like a good idea to me, according to John Bolton. Well, when, uh, fuck that guy. Fuck yeah. everything that guy says. In I his, take nothing he says seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not that I'm saying Trump would never say that. I'm just saying, fuck that guy. You don't believe him when he says? I, well, no, no I, I, believe that, um, I believe that Trump did say it. But with Trump, like, like that shit that he says to these like dictators, it's, it's just like, you know, when he's negotiating, he's being nice or he's mean or he's nice. Like he'll be irrationally mean or irrationally nice. I don't think it's meaningful. I mean, it's no more meaningful than the whole package of what he is, Trump. But I'm just saying, like, that's just some shit he says because he's trying to be nice to China. He's trying to butter them up. It's a negotiation tactic. Is that what you're telling me? He's Absolutely. not. He's not that authoritarian. He doesn't uh, cozy up the dictators. He doesn't wish he could be one. Is that what you're saying? Hmm? Well, hmm? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know about the. The cozying up to dictators narrative is a little weird because, you know, um, he's, I, I, I don't see how that, like, he's, he's, he's at odds. Like, he's killing more people in Russia than Obama was. He armed the Ukraine, Obama wouldn't. And, you know, he's on and off hostile to China. He's on and off hostile to North Korea. So it seems like he mixes it up with them, really. Jeez. Like, so keeps them guessing. So they like, never know who they're going to get the next time now. They sit down with this yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Which guy is so, this going to be? Sounds a little messed up, if you ask me. But, you know, I I mentioned something to you a moment ago about... Uh, it, was, it was before the show. We were talking before the show. And uh, there was a tweet from the president. Uh, I don't know. Did you have a chance to see anything from him recently? No, I, didn't, I didn't look at it today. You know he was supposed to come to Bedminster over the weekend again? You know, I heard to, that, and he's not. So uh, they were shouting questions at him at the end of this American Workforce Committee meeting with a bunch of lickspittles and lackeys. 
and plain out ass kissers and enablers and people whose uh, whose future income depends on agreeing to this scam that the president is running. <laughs> it's just amazing yeah. to watch. He uh, he was going to go to Bedminster, uh, but then he said. And uh, I want to read the actual tweet. And he tweets so often that now that I've found his Twitter feed, uh, I can't find the tweet. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I found it. Um, this is one hour ago. I was going to go to Bedminster, New Jersey. And by the way, I'm not going to do a Trump voice. I, 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 I'm not going to do that. Sorry. This Good. weekend. But wanted to stay in Washington, D.C. to make sure law and order is enforced. The arsonist, arsonist, anarchists, looters, and agitators have been largely stopped, dot, dot, dot. And then the next tweet says, dot, 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 I am doing what is necessary to keep our community safe, and these people will be brought to justice. Yeah, that sounds very on brand. So who is he talking about? These people. Who are these people? It's, it's the rioters. It's which which that's any, you know, it's the rioters. And that puts it. I mean, this is what he happens to be good at is when he says these people, and you ask, who are these people? If you're in his audience, it's whoever you want them to be. And that's and that's not an accident that is worded that way. So but um, basically the only any the only advantage I think he can find in the whole thing is if there's rioting and chaos and he gets to be like a law and order authoritarian because in the hierarchy of needs, people want to feel safe, you know, by and large. But I and, heard, I heard, and maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but I heard now that the poll that the New York Times spent 14 days doing shows Joe Biden way ahead. Oh, and yeah. Especially yeah. with those white women that voted for Donald Trump. We, we heard forever that like 52% of white women voted for Donald Trump. In 2016, and now they're like, I don't know, I don't know about this guy. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I I, I know about the polls, and I believe. See, it's funny because I don't want to get tricked into thinking, like it seems right now, like everything is so fucked up, and I would imagine that there's a psychological like association with what's going on in the country now is associated with Donald Trump, what he did cause, what he didn't cause, and what he failed to react to, but just everything that's bad um, and is, is associated with him. Um, and that there's not like, like people don't care. They're not, they don't like Joe Biden, but they don't dislike Joe Biden and they did hate Hillary. So there's no motivation to come out to vote against Joe Biden. Like that, there's, that doesn't exist. Um, but the trick is that, it's like you just have to ask yourself, um, would it feel more surprising if he won this time than that he won last time? And my answer is strong, strong no. But I would agree that every metric data point and just like comparing what the difference is in the Joe Biden world to the Hillary world. I think that Joe Biden wins, but I got to get me to commit to that. I hear you. And I agree with you, friend. Keith Hartel, I've known since 1987. I feel like you've sussed it out. 
There is lack of enthusiasm around Joe Biden. Does he solve this lack of enthusiasm with a VP well, pick? With a VP pick where people go, oh yeah, well now, now I'm enthusiastic. Thank you, Joe. What does he no, do? No, I think I, my my take on it is just like here's when he when they were running the primaries. Joe Biden was always leading in the polls, almost always leading in the polls at least. And he basically was never treated by the media like he was the guy that was going to get the nomination. And they pushed ahead like they, it was important to stop Bernie. But first they, they, they tried to push Beto. They pushed Kamala Harris. They pushed Mayor Pete. They pushed Klobuchar. They pushed fucking Michael Bloomberg before they decided Joe Biden was the way to go. But bottom line was... They were saying Joe Biden doesn't even have a campaign. Like until he won South Carolina, it was like this guy doesn't even have a campaign. They're just hiding him. So now I'm just thinking like it's the numbers say that the hiding him is still working against Trump. Um, so I think I, I, I would I, I would buy into that. Like, yes, um, if, if Joe Biden is no president, like if it's like having no president in some people's minds, that is preferable to what is going on now. I'm here with Keith Artell. This is Aerial View on the HoundNYC.com every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, live. The number here is 760-422-5528. And I've got some uh, news it's 44 minutes ago, tweeted by the president, uh, quote, I just had the privilege of signing a very strong executive order protecting American monuments, memorials, and statues and combating recent criminal violence. Long prison terms for these lawless acts against our great country! Exclamation point. 44 minutes ago. So he's been busy today with the American workforce rules, skills, whatever the hell they call the act, the Skills Act. Because now it's going to be about skills and not degrees. Because, you know, so what? Yeah. You, you could afford... And I could agree with this on principle. On it's principle, almost like you can't disagree with it. You can't, how do you disagree? Because with, everyone knows um, college education is dog shit. It's super expensive. It, right. It crushes people with debt, and you, they still don't get jobs. Yes. And so this is a populist move. So kudos to him. You know, he's being a populist. Now here's another populist. Boom. Shot over the bow. Now I have signed into law a very, what he calls, very strong executive order protecting American monuments, memorials, and statutes, statues, and combating recent criminal violence, long prison terms for these lawless acts against our great country, exclamation point. So now, what does that mean, Keith Hartel? Is a, is a statue of Robert E. Lee an American monument? Oh, uh, well, here's the thing. I, well, I... Yes, technically, but here's where our side, if we will call it our side, fucks up, is that when they had that um, Charlottesville march, that, that was about this, the uh, Civil War monuments, statues, and Trump goes, what are they going to do next? They want to tear down the statue of George Washington? And you know what? Now there are people saying they want to do that. So, and, and you know, did you see that there was one of the things that's most ridiculous was um, well, there's a statue that tore down of Ulysses S. Grant, and everyone's like, well, that does, that's not really the, that's a good guy. Like, they're saying that. Yeah, and sorry. And they, they were the statue of fucking Stevie Ray Vaughan in Austin. Why is, why is Stevie Ray Vaughan, oh, because of cultural appropriation, because he played the blues. 
No, right. I, 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 well, I'm suspicious of a lot of it because, yeah. um, well, you know, I always, well, you know, I'm always conspiracy minded, but I believe in the agent provocateurs. Right. So if, if I see some shit getting flipped that doesn't look like it should, um, I'll, uh, I'm always open to like, yeah, there would be people that would do this because, you know, you have that, you know how that works. Like you have the mob mentality and then you get, you know, people just have to make a move and then it looks like everyone did it. So, so um, but, but that's, that's the trick with the monuments thing. So, so him signing that law and then people starting to tear down or want to tear down monuments that maybe, maybe shouldn't, or maybe uh, at least people wouldn't agree that they should. Well, or at least, it, you know, I hear, here's what I think. I think that, uh, one of the, uh, most profound days I had when I was, uh, you know, in therapy with a very good doctor, uh, who now unfortunately has dementia and wouldn't remember me. And it's sad huh. because I learned a lot from this woman. Um, and she one day said to me, uh, you can't fix backwards. And I said, oh, man, you know, that is really profound and could also be on a bumper sticker. And it sounds stupid. But boy, is that true. And I would just say that what the what the hell are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to go backwards in time and eradicate even Thomas Jefferson and George Washington? I mean, can't we put a plaque at the bottom of the statue that explains that they held slaves and one of them raped his slaves and the other one freed his slaves? I don't know. What do you what do you want to say about Jefferson and Washington? It's well, really it's, it's I, I think it's weird that um the further that we get from, you know, just overt racism, like the, the, the further that that's out of fashion or not correct or the more careful people are about it, the weirder they get about like being touchy about like, you know, they yanked several episodes of 30 Rock off the air that had blackface, which is technically not blackface as what blackface really is. But there's this, you know, there's this whole weird thing in the media of, um, they're they're starting to retro you know uh, retrofit what the TV shows were. They're starting to take TV shows, and they were doing some some episodes of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think there was like an episode they had to pull. So they're they're starting to pull episodes of you know Taking Gone with the Wind off fucking HBO Max because they which who wants to you know who's trying to watch that show? I mean that movie on that channel now anyway. I have no but clue. Yeah, there's none. a lot of goofy shit, and and it's sort of like it. it I don't understand why. The more that we, the further I could tell you why. I could tell you why. Okay. I know where you're going in a way because yeah. I've known you for a while, and I could tell you that this country, in my uh, experience of it since I've been of voting age, for, uh, I'll, I'll go back to 18. It's always been one of of pendulum swings and overcompensation. Yes. So now. We're going to overcompensate for this horrifically racist past that no one disagrees was horrifically racist. And um, beyond uh, the, the uh, subjugation, uh, the murder, the rape, the uh, destruction of the uh, people that were brought here in chains to build the wealth of a great deal of the country, um, there is uh, it's it's. It becomes uh, deeply problematic when you start to uh, seriously talk about tearing down statues where you're like, eh, it's a founding father. We all know he was a dick. This is a little different than the Confederacy who plotted against the United States of America 
and tried to destroy it. You know, like I'll give you that because that was oh, a, yeah. that was kind of a big deal. Like you take this fledgling nation, not even a hundred years old, and you basically try to destroy it. And um, so that I think you tear those statues down, you eliminate them. These other bastards uh, that brought forth, forth this na- nation, uh, flawed people, they all are. What are we supposed to mm-hmm. do about them? I mean, come on. I had a truck yeah. driver say to me on Facebook, what's next? The Statue of Liberty. And I was like, all right, come on. That's just a straw man argument, or in this case, a straw woman argument. Has anyone, Keith Hartel, that you have seen defaced or otherwise talked about bringing down the new Colossus? Have they? Well, you know, I'll, I, I'll, you're, are you talking about the Statue of Liberty? I am. You, well, well, do you remember that? It's like what? Fourth of July was it like Fourth of July weekend of 2017 that that crazy woman climbed up on the fucking thing and the I cops do. had to. Yeah, I do remember down. that. So there is energy that goes in that direction. Like I don't see that there's a real move to tear it down. But I have to say again, when they said when Trump said like what are they going to do? Want to tear down George Washington? It sounded like a crazy thing that Trump would say, and now there's people just making that case. So. Who knows? All right. Listen, I think uh, I really appreciate you being here, by the way. Keith Hortel is with me. Where could people find you, Keith, if they want to find you? Should they not bother finding you? Which one is it? Um, well, uh, they can go to Keith Hartel on Twitter.com at Keith Hartel. Yeah, uh, you're on there right now, aren't you? You're tweeting during the show, I bet. I have no I'm doubt. actually not. I'm okay. looking. I'm making sure, though, that I got my right at thing because... Oh, at Hartel Keith. Oh, you got to switch them. You got to and reverse them. Okay, I get it now. At Hartel Keith. Was there another Keith Hartel? Was that the problem? What was the issue? Um, It just, that's just what came up when I signed up. Well, there's a lot more things we could talk about right now. We could certainly talk more about the pandemic and coronavirus that is uh, now rearing its ugly head in a second wave that apparently is... uh, uh, got Dr. Fauci up at night. He says he doesn't sleep. Oh anymore. yeah, yeah. And well, today he... was the first day that they came back and did a briefing, right? Like today, today is the day that, like, when they when they started opening up again, and they said, you know, there's going to be a second wave because they're opening up too early. It officially today that has been declared. It has now happened, as far as I'm concerned, at least. All right. Well, there you go. And so uh, cases on the uptick in Florida and Texas. Florida had over. 8,900 new daily cases. Uh, The governor of Texas ordered all bars closed. And Mm -hmm. uh, we are nowhere near having this under control. The states that mocked New York and New Jersey and said, look at you, blue state led by a Democratic governor. Ha, ha, ha. The -hmm. shoe is now on the other foot. Now they're going through this thing and uh, with uh, the possibility of hospitals being overwhelmed any goddamn day now. Meanwhile, idiots parade in their neighborhoods with signs that say, I ain't wearing no mask, you can't make me, and uh, be- continue to deny that anything at all of seriousness is going on. And it's all, as far as they're concerned, just a plot to bring down a democratically elected president because uh, they don't like him. Yep. <sighs> gets, uh, gets exhausted. Pretty nutty. Pretty nutty. Uh, if you put it like that. So we could talk about many things. We could talk about the pandemic. We could talk about, well, actually, people only talk about two things anymore. Well, three things. The pandemic, mm-hmm. 
economic meltdown and the protests. And I feel like we've actually talked about all three of those things. And I don't know where my new feature, Karen of the Week, fits in to any of that. But I think it's time for a Karen of the Week. What do you think? Um, I'm always ready for a Karen. All lives matter, and not just black lives. She's a doll, she's a queen, she's a tantalizing teen, and Karen is her name. I want the manager. At a party, she's a snobber and a rock and roll and romper. Everybody's glad she came. Get out. Hey, that's Karen. You need to go home. We do not want you here. Get the fuck out of this world. She sets her hair with great precision. I want the manager. It's her favorite indoor sport. Get out. And by the light of television. I am not a racist person. There is no one greater north or south of the equator. Karen's always in a world. She's alarming but disarming and a really very charming modern girl. But I'm standing here, wait for the manager, and I don't care. Hi, my name is Karen. I like anything from diners to exclusive restaurants, from football to horseback riding. If you'd like to have fun, pick up the phone and call now. Call 760-422-5528. So here's how it works, Keith Artell, Karen of the Week. I will play, uh, handpicked by me, three Karens that uh, all happened, as far as I can find out, in the last week. Uh, It's a very perplexing process. I think I have it down, though. Because okay. there were a couple of Karens I could have played. Um, one of them might have just been a case of a dick and not a racist. And the other one mm-hmm. involved the terrorizing of small children. And I couldn't listen to their screams as this fucking meth head tried to carjack this black dude's car in the parking lot of the Walmart in Spokane. Spokane? Oh, man, Spokane. Of all- Spokane. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And the Smith head said, hey, that's my car, and this guy's stealing it. And she was riding a bike, and no one said, well, why are you riding a bike if that guy stole your car? But then all these white dudes tried to stop this guy from leaving the Walmart parking lot to the point where one of them, Mad Max style, climbed on the hood of the car and laid down on it as this guy is trying to drive away from the Walmart and his oh, daughter is screaming. I did see that. Yeah. I did see that. Oh, it's yeah. really disturbing the way that they, yeah. you know, it was like a scene out of a, uh, out of a, a movie. I, I don't know how else to think about it. But uh, I took that out of the running because, it, again, screams of children. I yeah. don't want to be part of that. And um, right. so I've got three Karens that I think are pretty good. We're going to start with Sacramento Karen is down. And this is a Sacramento, California convenience store where uh, this woman said something, said the wrong thing to a customer who happened to be a woman of color. And this is what happened next. Let's listen. Let me go! 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 Let me go!
Ooh, she's down. She's down. Somebody called a cop, she's saying, and she's getting punched. And that woman is punching her. Uh, and I feel like deservedly so. I hate to I hate to go there, but uh, I will say that probably deserves a punch. It is what it is. Like you're yeah. not supposed to you say some shit, someone's gonna punch you. Like it's it's just right. what that is. You know? Yeah, don't write a check that your ass can't cash. Yeah. Is what I would well, the say. Funny, the funny thing is, is like I noticed that all of the videos that come out of this like overt racism and we're talking yelling at someone is always women yes. and it's because they generally i think don't expect that someone's gonna punch them well time magazine ran a story yesterday about what the karen meme means and it's all it's about how white women have really used their quote-unquote victimization to sick the law on uh, generally speaking black men and in many times they get murdered in the process and mm-hmm. so there's a few problems here. One is white supremacy, and the other one is, oh, yeah, white supremacy. It's actually just one problem. I'm sorry. But here's Karen number two. This one I'm calling, where is your mask, Karen? And this <laughs> one uh, took place in a food court, God knows where. But let's listen in. You want to ask me where my mask was? Why? But how the fuck am I going to eat with, with, that, with a mask on? How am I eat? You want me to eat? How, y'all, how are we supposed to eat? This woman gonna come over here and ask me how? Why I ain't got my mask on? Mask right here. She gonna ask me why I ain't got no mask on? I'm trying to eat my goddamn food. Now how the fuck I'm eat my goddamn food with no mask on? This woman right here gonna ask us where our mask at? She ain't come over here and say, hey, how you doing? What you doing? How you been? Cuz what's up? Farmers Market, how you been? Susan Q right here wanna come over here and embarrass herself, and we ain't did nothing to her over a damn mask. How we gonna eat? Y'all eating the same damn way? How you gonna eat? He eating? Ain't he eating? With no mask on, Susie. Now, Susie, I'm, I'm you, you on the news channel now, honey, because you the, you the fucked up. At this point, don't come over here and ask me where my goddamn mask was. How I'm gonna eat without my damn mask on? How you gonna eat without your mask? Seems like a reasonable question to me. How you gonna eat without your mask? Um, I'm confused though. So the voice we're hearing—that's the Karen. The voice of the Karen is the one saying, "How are you going to eat?" Without no, that was the one that was saying to the Karen, uh, "You know, yeah. Why are you asking me of all the people here, including a bunch oh, of white people? Okay. Why I don't have a mask on?" So I get it. I didn't hear the Karen. In both cases, I don't think I heard the Karen very much. I heard the recipient of you didn't because the Karen uh, was being shouted down and quite successfully. That's uh, what happened there. We got, got time it. for one more Karen. So let's uh, listen to San Diego KKK Karen. Please leave me alone. Can you please leave me alone? Oh, some backstory on this. I'll give you some backstory on this, by the way. This is in San Diego. A woman gets thrown out of apartment in a, a party in, a, in an apartment in a high rise. She goes down to uh-huh. the street. She's drunk as hell. And the doorman, a person of color, a black uh-huh. man, offers to get her a taxi. And this is what happens next, because he offered to get her a tax. Please leave me alone. Can you yeah. please leave me alone? I'm not bothering you. Please leave me alone. I'm bothering you. And please watch the N word. What the fuck is my ride, man? I don't know. I called them. If they come, they come. Dude, I'm going to fucking target the shit out of you. That's fine. Where's my ride? You can target me all you want. That's fine. I don't know where your ride is, bro. Piece of shit. All right, I don't know where your ride is. Disgrace. All right, that's fine. To human rights. That's fine. You are disgrace to human rights. That's cool. 
Yeah, that's cool, dude. What's up, bro? That's cool. That's cool, dude. Yeah. All right. That's cool. You have a good all night, right, man. Dude. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. All right. That's nice. Where yeah. the fuck is my ride? Bro, I don't know, man. But can you leave me alone, though? You fucking on my vibe. Like I said, I called the taxi. If they, when they come, they come. I don't have a time on. No, I don't have a cigarette. I don't Sorry, have a cigarette. I called them. When they come, they come. I don't have exact time on them. I actually called them again when you called me and all kind of stuff, which I didn't appreciate. I didn't well, come I at you. Fucking, I didn't come at you disrespectful yeah, at all. I didn't come at you disrespectful at all. I don't fucking care. You act like a. That's I'm fine. Call you Please stop calling me that. Well, if you're gonna act like a, then I'm gonna call you. I, I, I am what I am. I don't fucking care. So can you please you stop calling me that? Please stop calling me that. I don't fucking care. Can you please stop calling me that? I don't fucking care. You're a n or if you act like a fucking. I am what I am. Well, then you're a fucking. Then. And that's racist. Put your head down. You're racist. I'm not putting my head down. I don't fucking care. I'm not putting my head down. You're a if you act like a. That's fine. I'm a rich nigga. That's that's fine. I'll be that. That's fine. No problem, that's fine. You're like a fucking I, how am I acting? I am what I am. I'm black, right? That's why yeah. we do what we do. What do you guys do? You're a fucking What do you guys do? What is it that 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 you guys do? Don't piss me off. What is it that you guys do? Don't fucking piss me off. I do anything to you. Don't fucking piss me off. All right. No problem. Can you please stop following me? You have a good night. I'm not following you. Yes, you are. That's fine. This keeps going like this that's for fine. two and a half more minutes, Keith Hartel. That's fine. Um, that's, that seems a long time. That's I'm not putting my head down. Never put my head down. Yeah, it just she I'm just keeps yelling what do you the N word at him. What do you have to do? What do you have to do? What is it that you have to do? I think of that, you know. What is uh, it that you have to do? Oh my God! It what just she do? just is. This is why Joe Strummer said it unscrew it it, it, it uh, loosens the screws at the back of the tongue, and he was referring to, to alcohol. In vino veritas, you pour some racist. liquor in these people, and this stuff comes out of them. You asked me to call you a cab. Yep. I called you a cab, and then you start calling me on my no, name. You're treating me like shit. I haven't done anything to you. No. What do you, no, what color do you think that Karen was? Just asking. What color was she? Yeah. I thought they were. I thought Karen was uh, white by yes, definition. Yes, 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 absolutely. Sure, you've guessed it. There you go. Uh, so let's vote right now. Let's figure out which Karen uh, would get your vote during Karen of the week because we got to wrap things up. Because these Karens, they don't know when to shut their pie holes. Apparently, you got to vote. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's easy. Easy, easy for me. Easy. Which one? Number three is walking away with this. Number three. What I yeah. dub San Diego KKK Karen. Yes. That's four Ks in a row. Well, I, I would I, I would tend to agree. Karen of the week. And uh, I think the prize is you get doxxed and you get exposed and canceled and you lose your uh, livelihood and maybe your home. And I don't know. what What's sufficient in this case, Keith? Oh, it, that's it, fuck. It's just so hard, man. Yeah. It, I mean, like, um, but yeah, you know, they should be uh, hum- publicly humiliated. It, I think 
I think as far as like in all seriousness, I think how much it's important if they lose their job, it depends entirely on what kind of job they have. You know, there's, there's yeah. a, but we got about five seconds, man. I got to say goodbye. Thank you for being here. Keith Hartel has been my guest and uh, the 6 p.m. Fridays aerial view.